Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 137th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post-COVID-19 job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 95th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have John Benedict, who was most recently a freelance creative director slash copywriter at VML YNR. You know, John, really happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last two years, how you've been keeping busy, where you are with that beautiful background. Yeah, well, let's see. Um, it's been a strange two years, but uh, I got to I got to really sit out most of 2020 because um, I was working in San Francisco at Facebook for what was meant to be a two month stint, turned into five months, and then it ran right into the lockdown. So they said, "Go home." And I had been based out of New York City at that moment, but then, uh, you know, the fam and I decided, like, "Hey, why am I paying rent in San Francisco and New York City simultaneously?" So. You know, the, the idea was to kind of hunker down closer to family uh, and where it's less expensive to live. And so for uh, for half the price of a Brooklyn apartment, we had like a house on the lake, with a big old forest. And, and I, I kept that Facebook gig for like the next eight months. So I pretty much got to sit out 2020. But then when that gig ended, um, you know, I was smacked with a 2021. I got COVID in January. Uh, you know, and I've been kind of gigging around. I've, I have a few uh, smaller clients that I perennially work with, small co-workers that have that always have something going on. Um, but yeah, the, the bulk of the last few months uh, was at VML, and uh, that's that's kind of gotten us caught up. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. kind of did the same of, all right, let's let's go close to family. Why am I paying for an expensive yeah. New York apartment? You had the double an expensive San Francisco place too. Just Right. Yeah, yeah. Places in the country. And then, it, was vicious. it was vicious. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. And especially now we've proven that we can work from anywhere. So like, why not? It's, it's true. Yeah. No, I actually just got uh, through with a road trip yesterday and stopped through, uh, I want to say, yeah, Morgantown, West Virginia. And what a cool little town. I, I immediately thought it like, I, 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 I could, I could, I could, uh, I could just get away to here. Right. I could just stop here. I could just hunker down and yeah, right. but, you know, so that, many, I mean, just cool places within the country to go. It, yeah, I've got, you know, like, why not? The RV life. I've got friends doing the RV thing. You know, they're just tooling around, just working from the road. So it's, cool. It's strange times, but it's also, I think it, most of it is working in our favor. Oh, totally. Oh, as as know. bad as COVID was, it expedited so many things that needed change. I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about COVID. COVID was right. all bad. That was all bad. But I'm talking about like, the, the the opening up of the possibility of working remotely of hybrid arrangements of yeah i'm, I'm that's yes, that's been good that's been good Maybe, yeah, covid was no fun no and i had it too a few months ago not not fun at all maybe and I, I, it looks like you're doing okay uh, was it, yes uh, thankfully survived breakthrough case for the double vax it's, it's all crazy no one knows what no kidding wow yeah yeah it was, I'm, I'm i'm double vax too maybe i shouldn't be quite so confident Really, you had it. So now let's see. Hopefully, we're yeah, all yeah. crazy, yeah. immune, and who knows? We'll, we'll see. I, yeah, I've, I've stopped trying to understand. Exactly. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into advertising, well, some clients you've worked on, agencies you've worked at. Sure. Well, let's see. Um, I got into advertising uh, because I really enjoyed creative problem solving and writing. And it just seemed like a perfect confluence of those things. And, and it took a few attempts and it took a few schools. Uh, 
to convince the industry uh, to give me a shot. But I, I started out in San Diego at this little shop that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, my boss uh, was kind of one of those brilliant maniacs. <laughs> and so that was a really good kind of sandbox to learn in. And then uh, the work I did there got me hired on at Crispin uh, in 2008. Uh, Alex was still in the building. It was exciting. The second floor was still being built. A lot of, a lot of movement. And that place changed a lot in five years. Uh, but I was there for, for five years. And, uh, and when, I, when I started there, I started as an interactive copywriter back when that was a thing. You know, because they were building out their interactive capabilities. And they had Jeff there. And it was a, just a great big party. You know, Neil, you know, so many great uh, personalities there. And then, uh, after I left, uh, went to New York and I was briefly at the barbarian group. And that, that was again, like just such a, a, a densely packed room of geniuses. Yeah. Everyone who worked there was amazing. And, uh, and so I didn't fit there and, uh, freelance for a little bit. Um, I was actually a CD at McKinney for a year. And that was a, a fun learning experience being kind of like in this small, yeah. office like an offshoot of a, of a larger agency and yeah uh, i've been freelancing since 2016 and it's been a lot of things it's been dry it's been it's been fat you know feast and famine and uh yeah it's, it's been good times though um uh, it's i keep learning new ways to cope with stress and <laughs> This comes with the freelance situation. Give me a few years and I'll be Ramdas. I'll just be like, oh yeah, just no, don't budge on your rate. Don't budge on your rate. Right? Oh, that's great. I think Ramdas said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I love that, you know, you've clearly the last four or five years have experienced the freelance life. But before that, we're at, you know, bigger, well-known agencies, but then also, you know, a few kind of smaller shops. So looking forward, yeah. you know, for your next role, do you want freelance or full-time, big agency, small agency? Does it matter? You know, those would have been questions I would have had ready answers two years ago, but I feel like a lot of this has shaken a lot of this up. And, uh, and uh, same thing with rates, like when, when recruiters say, Hey, so what's your day rate? I'm like, man, I don't know. What, what do you have budget for? Like hit me. I don't know what I'm worth anymore. Like the, these days, everything is all, all the variables that used to, I used to plug in numbers to like, Oh, I know what I'm worth. This is exactly, you know, duration of gig and how cool is the agency. And this is a good project. Oh, here's the outcome. I don't know anymore. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty flexible. Um, but uh, remind me what your question was. It's what you're looking for in your Yeah, next. what I'm looking for. Um, basically, I, I, I've learned that the, the people are way more important than the accounts. And, and the, like the people you're going to be in, engaging with every day is way more important than you know, the name of the agency or what awards they won long ago with people who aren't there anymore, you know? So I'm mostly trying to get a feel through the interviews actually. Um, and, you know, occasionally you're in a position to say no to an offer. And, and I've, I've found really good, good luck saying no to offers. Um, I've had okay luck saying yes. <laughs> Sometimes things don't work out, but I feel like the, the no's I've said have, have worked out very well. And what I'm looking for now it was actually a place to be for a while. I'm kind of looking for a place where I can get deep again because freelance is great, right? You get to date around, you get to learn what a place is like, you get to really immerse yourself briefly uh, and then get out. Um, but you don't get that depth. You don't really get the opportunity to build a team, build that client relationship and, uh, 
And so that's that's kind of what I've been looking for. But as I've been looking, I've just been getting pickier. <laughs> so, you know, uh, maybe it's freelance forever. Who knows? I mean, it, it's been it's been a pretty good five years and um, we're almost six now. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But I mean, I'm, I'm looking around specifically for places where I can kind of kind of lay down some roots, have an effect, have an impact, you know, and. Uh, and as yeah. part of that, you know, do you like mentoring younger talent you start you know hiring teams and kind of building your own little little group you know i i've always enjoyed teaching even before i got in advertising so the the mentoring part has always been uh, something that i've enjoyed and and it's it's so much fun to see people who man i hope i hope they learned anything from me but it's not it's not definite but when you get to see them like getting really good gigs you're like yeah go get that in. And it's always so exciting. But recently though, in the last few years, I've really been focusing more on being a mentee. Uh, you know, you, you, you get to like 15 years in advertising, you think, Oh, I, why, why am I not so wise as I thought I would be by now? Why <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't I be wise by now? And so, yeah, I've been kind of putting a focus more on like, I, I gotta, I gotta increase the learning. You know, I'm learning, but I want to be learning faster and harder and more and, and, and also unlearning. I feel like this is a great, like the great resignations this is the great unlearning. We, uh, we have a lot of habits to unlearn. And uh, when I say we, I mean, I, I have a lot of habits to unlearn. No, it's, it's everyone. <laughs> and yeah. And, um, and so that's, that's been a process as well. And, and so I feel like whatever comes next, I'm trying to keep my options as broad as possible, but uh, the only narrowing uh thing i'm trying to apply to that is just like how much can i learn from whom and and how fast and and uh like how many things i don't even know to unlearn yet can i learn to unlearn you know yes i think it's important that makes any sense yeah uh, no it it does it's important to unlearn all of the kind of old habits we've been trained to to do when talking about kind of the more traditional advertising but now yeah and not even just work habits. I mean, just like how to be, you know, I, I feel like if I could do an impression of me seven or eight years ago, it, it would be this, you know, <laughs> like that, that was my face all the time. And part of that was just the stress. Part of that was yeah. misery, but part of that was because stress and misery were romanticized. So even if you weren't stressed and miserable, it's like, I don't want to look too content here you know yeah. <laughs> like i want to make sure that everyone thinks that i'm doing the thing and so there's a lot of misery projection yeah, I, I agree there's some weird rule or unwritten rule here you know you have to look like you're working hard which like why can't i be working hard and happy and smiling at the same time yeah <laughs> the two can coexist what are some of your better job. work what are some of your better work qualities you've touched on a few of them already well let's see um you know, I was once asked to put it, like put all of my strengths into like one little package. And, and that was a pretty cool question. And what I, what I said was that I was a corner turner, like that, that's the way I kind of view it. Cause a lot of times you have, like, if, you, if you're thinking linearly, you've got your brief, you've got your client, you have the client history, you're like, okay, it seems like where it's going to go, but that sucks. And, and you can't see around the corner, but I can usually find them pretty well. And, uh, and sometimes that, that's that brief little corner turn can turn a bad idea into a great idea or can turn sort of half thought into a full concept. And so that, that's, that's typically what I'm 
I'm good at. Uh, but also, you know, I tend to be the one who who loses his train of thought and <laughs> and, and doesn't have a very long attention span and, and tends to, you know, be all the things that, that don't work for you in a scholastic environment. But in advertising is a complete superpower because you'll think of things that would that aren't in the line of thought that that the brief sends you on. So, you know, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of uh, just just a, a smidgen of discipline, you know. I might have lost you. I, might, I should check to see if I've lost you. No, I hear you. You can I hear me? Okay, great. I great, think great. that combination is perfect. The ability to kind of find those corners and continue finding the, the rich territories in the brief, then yeah. also being able to know when you've maybe gone a little too far or go too far for, for some instances and let others kind of pair it back. I think it's yeah. always it's always easy to pair an idea back. Getting to the absurd out there, you know, ideas is some of the harder parts so being able to do that is mm-hmm. definitely a, a great skill in this industry at least yeah i was uh i was once told um an improv little nugget um which is uh, if you're going to go to crazy town take the local train and i kind <laughs> of i kind of like that it's like okay yeah go to crazy town but you gotta you gotta ha- bring them with you slowly right you can't just start there no exactly you gotta show them the thought process a little bit at least yeah. you know, so you don't seem totally crazy in the room right do you have any favorite projects you've worked on? Oh, let's see. Um, you know, it's funny that the, the projects that I've talked about the most are probably the ones that were the most arduous. So this will be a fun opportunity because um, arduous projects are the ones that yield the most yeah. uh, change and lessons and all that. But the ones that were the most fun, you know, a few years ago when I was at McKinney, uh, we, we did a, just a, you know, corporate Christmas card kind of thing like you do. And, and we actually developed uh, a wearable. It was like 2015. So wearables were like very hot. You know, it was all about, you know, the, the biometrics. And so we, we actually created a wearable that was a Santa beard and it measured your jolliness. <laughs> and and we, we prototyped it out. It was real. Like it actually connected to an Android app and we had, you know, uh, who was it? Like a bunch of tech blogs come by and try it out. It was fun. And, and, uh, made a fun video about it that that that's the kind of thing that i i i enjoy because it it it, the internalness of it and this is what's kind of making me kind of maybe gravitate brand side a little bit is uh when you have that sort of like this is just this is just for us like this is we're we're the bosses of this project like this is what we're we're gonna do and and i feel like that the best brands are the ones that embrace that where they kind of they can either be one of those collaborative voices in the room, or they can just let that collaboration happen and say yes or no to it. You know, I feel like those, those have been the most, uh, yeah, the most fun. Would you ever, would you ever go brand side? I mean, technically Facebook was brand side, right. but it didn't feel like it. I mean, it's just so enormous. That, that was so enormous. And it, besides it being completely remote too. So that was, I'd worked remote before, you know, the lockdown, but that was my first time being involved in like a full scale shoot entirely remotely across, you know, however many time zones that was, that was wild. But now that's actually completely commonplace. I've been on a few just this year. It's like, oh, yada, 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 same old. (laughs) So, so strange, but also kind of nice not having to travel to to go to a shoot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's sad when, when efficiency 
isn't fun because going on production is fun. It, it, it's a way to motivate juniors like junior yeah. junior creatives love going on production and it's a motivator. It's like, oh, you got your, your thing sold through. You go on production. Um, and yeah, if, if there has to be something to replace that, there has to be something. And, and I feel like that something might attract better talent because if you're looking for people who just want to have expensive dinners <laughs> and, and get away with like filling out their own taxi receipts, uh, then, you know, maybe not, but, uh, you know, maybe the working from home and the total flexibility and living wherever you want. I, we're in a weird growing pains kind of period, but man, I think the work's going to get really good soon. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, everyone, I mean, everyone has different priorities, you know, the traveling mm-hmm. is fun and the dinners are fun, but then, yeah, there's also, you know, for the people who have families and don't want to go somewhere for two weeks, being right. as many know, definitely yeah. priorities on both ends. On your on your site, you listed your kind of priority to your work is culture, company, then client. And yeah. How do you come up with with that order? Well, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about like client loyalty, right? Like, there's some things you do because you know you want to maintain a, a positive client relationship, and you feel like, how much is this worth? You know, I'm going to piss off my coworkers or. You know that that math can be a little bit complicated, um, but if you if you always value culture, right? If you just decide I'm not going to make litter, I'm not going to make a blight, I'm not going to do something that just bums people out or makes people angry for a really cheap reason. You know, if you just decide that, if you just decide that culture is the boss, and then your coworkers, like everyone you work with, like immediately, and, and including your client contacts, you know if you can value them as just like your immediate day-to-day neighbors that you see probably more often than most of your family, great. And then the client's just who's paying you. And and you you can't, as soon as payment uh, kind of trumps those, you know, prior relationships, I guess the work's going to suffer. Everything's going to suffer. And, and so I figure if I can just hold fast to that order, then not only will the client, uh, relationship improve, but you know, I'll improve, right? Like I'll actually get better at addressing each one of those relationships because I know where they stand. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of all that was. Um, it was also kind of, it felt like a caveat, like, all right, you know what you're getting. <laughs> like, no, I, 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 I might say no, like I might be a little bit uh, uh, contentious and obstreperous in, in, a, in a meeting context. I, I have been known to be that guy but you know i've, I've mellowed with age <laughs> no i i love it and i think it's true and it's funny in my head i see it as you know if if the work you put out has that priority you know culture first then gets the company excited and then the client then in reverse it kind of appeases them too you know when the client's happy the company then does well and then the culture of the agency and then the work inherently gets better too so it's kind of you can read it both ways depending on which way you're, you're going i like that very much What's what's appeared? I've seen. I saw in your portfolio you've been tracking the progression. So I had to. Yeah, Uh, this is this has been a long, long hobby of mine. I uh, I grow it out and then I shape it into something weird and then I shave it off and then I start over and been doing that for a long time. And you know, interspersed among that, there have been kind of there have been beard competitions, there have been personal projects, but uh, I always try to snap a picture of of whatever iteration I can think of that I haven't done before. And I'm running out of ideas. Like at this point, <laughs> there aren't too many facial hairstyles I haven't had. 
um, I started growing longer beards just because I was running out of ideas that didn't require length. So this one, this one's just kind of, it's just a winter beard. I've been going kind of a seasonal in the last few years. And uh, yeah, this one is just, um, it keeps coming out. This one actually, uh, I actually won a beard competition at a, at a bourbon bar just down the street. So that was, that was exciting. Little, there you go. Get little some free bourbon local competition. What? Get some free bourbon out of it. Uh, I got some fear. I got some uh, free beard products. You know, I got all some, right, that works too. Ointments and tinctures and all kinds of fun stuff. That works. Oh, works. And, and, and a giant uh, bourbon barrel lid as a trophy too. So that's cool. I have, that to, I have that to lug around now. Well, I love it. It looks great. Thanks, man. Yeah. What do you do outside of work? Now, I, I have a kid, so that's basically it. Um, but, you know, I, I have other other kind of side projects that by policy, I never mention in a professional or, or interview setting. I, I it, it keeps coming up, right? I mean, you get asked, like, oh, like, what are your side projects? What are your passion projects? Like, what else do you do? And it's like, Mm-mm-mm. no, see, those are personal projects. And the moment I leverage them for professional gain, they become my job. Yeah. And now they're not a thing I escape with anymore. Now they're part of the thing I'm escaping. So what do I do? Like find with a passion, passion project, and then, you know, it just bleeds out from there. So what I try to do is I try to keep it absolutely secret and anonymous and, you know, seed it out as I will. But yeah, I try not to try not to, I, I try not to, right. My very first job I got with, with a side stuff, with, with side uh, project. Well, it was all side projects because I hadn't gotten a job. Sure. Yet. So <laughs> it was all, it was all spec, but um, with non-advertising stuff that, that the, the, the friendly maniac I was telling oh, you about, you know, total poet, like he's a legit poet, published poet. And, and so, you know, he was hesitant, right? He wanted, he's very picky with writers. He was very picky with writers. And everyone told me that. And I was like, okay, well, what does he need? And, and he asked, do you ever, uh, do you ever get all like Ellen Ginsberg on it? You ever get crazy, like write something and he was trying to like see what I had written that was not advertising, that was kind of more speculative and not even like fiction or poetry. Just like, what do you write when it's not even a category? And I had a blog at the time <laughs> that was just that. And so I just sent him a bunch of my weird stuff. And, and uh, that's what actually got me the job. Um, and, and so I'm not above it. Like, it's not that I, I've always held fast to that philosophy. It's a recent one. But uh, yeah, I try, to, I try to keep that separate. I, I, I like that. I've seen a lot of people recently on social, mainly like social media managers who are like, I love social. So I got into this and now I, I, my life is just one. I don't have a hobby because it is my job. And yeah. It's, it's sticky for sure. It is. Yeah. I, I, I read something. I didn't read something. I saw a headline. I didn't read it. But it, what the headline said was that someone important had done a study that was very, very secure and real. And um, apparently people who have a much more separate work life like the work-life balance, basically, if they're entirely separate, the, those people were happier than those who had a harder time, you know, distinguishing. So I believe it. You know, I got to start doing that. I got to start keeping them more separate. Yeah, I, I believe it. The last question, really, for me, is if there's a dream client, brand, agency, someone you want to give a little shout out to. You know, um, I, I was thinking about this question, and I kind of thought, you know, I I have worked in a lot of dream places, right? Like. Wherever I end up next is gravy. I've worked at some amazing places with some fantastic people. And, and I've also had the luck of, of working with people who end up starting their own thing. And so, you know, like, uh, 
it, it seems like the people I would think to list don't really need my help. <laughs> but but this isn't so much a shout out like to pitch them business as much as it is like a thank you, right? So like, and you think of like Circus Maximus, right? That's Ryan Kutcher. I work with that guy, you know, back at Crispin and, and he's built an amazing thing. And 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 his partner at the time, Paul Chaozo, has also built a few amazing things. Like it keeps changing names. It was Office of Baby and then it was Interesting Development. And now he's got, what, what is it called? What's it called? I brought it up in a tab so I'd remember. Um, yeah, Supernatural. I'm, I'm stoked to see what that's going to be about. Um, and, oh man, like, Oh, and like some amazing hires too. Like I already sent, shot him a message because I was just so stoked about this. But yeah, like an old old coworker of mine, Van, just got picked up. Um, and uh, let's see, yeah, maximum effort. Stoked about that as well. So yeah, I, it's not like I I've worked with amazing people and at amazing places, and now I'm I'm just I'm more occupied with with being happy with where they end up because I get to kind of see how they're you know. Oh, and like Omid too. Oh my God. Like that was the, the biggest move ever. Like he was already doing great. He was doing fine. He could have just like coasted and done fine. But it's like, I'm going to start an agency with Shaq. <laughs> yep. Right. Awesome. Perfect. I, I love that. I, I love to see things like that happen. It, it's, it, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of LinkedIn for that reason. I get to like find out all these fun things from time to time. It's not always great. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's bummers, but when it's, when, it's an old, when it's an old coworker, you know, doing a great thing, it's like, ah, good. Good for you. I'm happy about that. Totally. That, that's awesome. I well, appreciate you hopping on and getting up early to, to talk. Yeah, I'm happy to. Dan, thanks for having me on. This has been fun. Uh, I, I think you're doing a great thing, right? What is it, like 100 episodes is like the, the marker of like, ah, it's real, right? So <laughs> you're well past Thank that. You. Look at you. This yes, I appreciate it. What's, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Well, uh, my website is benedictlikeeggs.com. My email is benedictlikeeggs at gmail. So those are the quickest ways. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of kind of revamping the site soon just because it's, it's getting, a little, getting a little dusty. But, you know, it's still, the work's mostly there. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tag all of that and make sure that's seen whenever I post this. But that's a wrap for the 137th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone awesome. who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. You can check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much, ma'am. Thank you.